This is the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast by Hunter Beal. How's it going, everyone? I am so excited to start another podcast. I can't tell you guys what it has meant to me over the past week when I went public last Thursday and seeing how much people have been listening. I have 230 plays right now, which is insane to me. I appreciate everyone's listen. And in this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about Elon Musk. Before I get into Elon Musk, I just want to let you guys know that all the previous episodes, as a disclaimer, that I am in no needs a professional at any of the subjects I talk about. I'm just applying my knowledge and my opinions. And again, opinions. This is not, I provide the best information I can that's from reliable sources and everything like that. But it's not, maybe sometimes something might slip or something like that. So just as a disclaimer, I'd like to say all the previous episodes in this episode is from my learnings. And it's not necessarily completely my opinion because I am sharing a lot of the information that was given to me. And I want to give credibility where credibility is due and state to the fact as a disclaimer that I'm not stating I'm a professional like in my finance talk or anything like that. I'm not a professional with that stuff. That's just what I do. And that's my opinion. And yeah, so I definitely just want to state that. And then another thing to look at in the future, I'm going to be trying to make my podcast as good as possible and feedback helps. I got feedback from this one person. I'm not going to say the person's name. I'm sh- I'm sure the person wouldn't mind, but that person gave me some really good feedback And I saw a lot of things that are going to help me. And by any means, please help me with feedback, guys. Leaving a review or DMing me, getting in contact with me, it really helps. Because how am I going to better my podcast and myself if I'm not hearing from others? Because I don't know what it's being perceived as, all that stuff. So a big shout out to the person that sent me a very thorough feedback and went into detail what I clearly should add and suggestions more or less and I really appreciate it but anyways guys I'm gonna get right into the podcast with Elon Musk what initially started my reason of wanting to do this episode on Elon Musk was a book I'm currently reading it's Elon Musk by Ashley Vance which is a really good author and is one of the only authors that was Elon Musk allowed to write about the life and gave an insight and had meetings with. So it's a very thorough book on his life, and it's one of a kind. There's not any really other books that replicate what is in this book because it's very thorough. It's a hefty paged book, I believe. Let's see real quick. It's about 400 pages, exactly almost 400 pages, and very thorough book. This person met with Elon met with a bunch of people, his siblings, his people's previous employees, so many other people that are credible and would help in this book to get a really broad understanding of Elon Musk and what he did to become what he is. So that's what we're going to be kind of talking about. It's just kind of a book review, so to say. And on the side, I was listening to Joe Rogan's new podcast, which had Elon in it, posted a couple days ago. Very interesting. But I want to talk about Elon because he is one of the most talked about people in society today. And what he's striving to do is insane. Get us to Mars, which is extraordinarily insane. And a lot of people don't like it. Very controversial if people want to go to Mars or not, whatever it may be. 
we're not here to talk about that. We're just here to give what I've learned. And again, this is from what I've learned just as a disclaimer from the book I've been reading. So getting right into it is Elon Musk, I found very interesting, was he was born in South Africa. I thought he was born in America, honestly. And he was actually born in South Africa for majority of his childhood. And another thing I didn't really know is that he had a really tough childhood. He wasn't super close with his parents. He wasn't fond of his dad very much. Him and his mother, I believe, still have a relationship. And now he is not um, allowing his kids to see his dad. I guess there's a bad relationship there. But anyways, with Elon's love for technology, it started when he was a kid. And because of this, he's kind of nerdy, so he got bullied a lot, bullied a lot in school. Like, I remember a specific sighting in the book where it talked about he got bullied for years, and there was actually one really bad incident where he got his head bashed into the floor, thrown down the stairs, kicked by the bullies, and beaten on. And Elon said they were very feisty and just didn't like him. And he, he was always picked on as a kid. But um, I, I think it really did help him, like with what he's doing today, like it just gave him motivation. We'll move on to the next point now. And something that I found very interesting was he got a computer as a teenager. And back then, if you didn't, if you don't know that with the older computers, you had to learn how to code and program in order to command the computer to do anything. Like now we can just click on a tab and open PowerPoint, Word, whatever it was, they didn't have it back then, but whatever it may be you wanted to do, you had to program or send a command to the computer in order for it to do anything, literally anything. So Elon, again, this is very interesting, learned what took the average person six months for coding and programming and sending commands to the computer in three days of sleepless nights. That's insane. He learned in three days what took an average person to learn in six months with coding, which is just insane. It shows you how extraordinary he was with technology even back then. Another thing that I found interesting throughout the book was Elon tried to start his first business with his cousins by getting an arcade, despite not telling their parents. And then they picked a location, got a lease, they were making it official and everything. And they had to get above the age of 18 to sign the lease and their parents wouldn't sign it. So it kind of failed the business because they obviously needed someone to sign. Now, fast forwarding to kind of what he did in high school, everything I just talked about was kind of before high school. And I just want to state that like, I'll kind of be jumping around in this episode with things that I learned. It's just things I found interesting and maybe help you with what he did to not necessarily become the next Elon, but you know, implement some of the things he did in life and show how hard of a worker he was. And maybe you can learn something about Elon that's rather interesting to share to someone in the next conversation you have. But anyways, jumping into high school now, Elon's classmates, as the author kind of interviewed some of his classmates in high, from high school, remembered him as being quiet, and unspectacular student you would think that like he was this rock star in high school he was super smart that wasn't the case one of the students actually even said that there was four or five boys that were considered very bright and elon was not one of them and another classmate said honestly there were no signs that he was going to become a billionaire he was never in a leadership position at school 
I was rather surprised to see what happened to him. Very interesting because, you know, I personally would feel like, you know, back then he was like in leadership positions, all this stuff to add on to his like life and get him to where he's at now. But that wasn't the case in high school. So a little bit more into high school and kind of what happened. He aced most of his math exams that were well beyond his uh, years. And he was in like advanced classes for math and stuff. And he was acing the exams, really good at math, had incredible memory. The only reason he didn't outrank others in high school was because of his lack of interest in work prescribed by the school. He only excelled in things he really enjoyed and felt like spending time in. Elon actually even said, I just look at it as what grades do I need to get where I want to go? Doing badly in classes that he wasn't interested in, he he was able to focus more on the harder classes that he was more interested in than the rather maybe easy classes and things he wasn't interested in. Like physics and computer classes, he excelled in and got A's in all of them. Elon even said that there's there needs to be a reason for a grade. Rather playing video games, writing software, and reading books than rather trying to get an A was Elon Musk's mentality. He he definitely wasn't interested in learning about something that wasn't of interest to him and wouldn't add to his life, which honestly is very interesting and something that I've kind of tried to implement in my life a little bit more. I've been focusing a lot on grades and trying to strive to get a certain GPA. In reality, some of these classes I really don't care about and it just is dreading to spend as much time to learn because I have trouble learning it because I'm not even interested and so on and so forth. I'm not going to go on a ramble about that, but um, something I've been trying to implement even before this book is to stop caring as much on classes, only the ones that are tailored to me and that I enjoy very much and I know are going to add to my life. So now that we've kind of talked about high school, we're going to jump into what happened in college for him. So it was very interesting how he got from like South, South Africa all the way to America. And again, in high school, he was in South Africa. And now we'll be talking kind of about his transition and some big things that happened in his life when he started to grow a lot more. So moving on to college now, he went to University of Pretrola. Never really heard of that. I guess that's in South that is in South Africa for five months before heading off to Canada. But and he said the reason why he joined college was to wait for documentation from Canada and to learn. So he knew he was going to drop out right from the get-go in South Africa at their call, one of the colleges there. He went to Canada and tried to find his uncle and on his mother's side. And I thought that was very interesting that he actually didn't have a plan when going to Canada. He was planning to stay with his uncle, but he didn't plan anything. He didn't talk to him beforehand. And he was like long distance family. So they weren't, they, I don't think they've even met at this point and they weren't super close. So he was going to go call his uncle when he got there and landed and then try to work things out with college. What ended up happening was his Uncle moved to the States in Minnesota, and he didn't know that. And his mom told him that when he landed. So he was in a very, very challenging spot in his life. What he ended up doing was went to the employment office and got a job for 18 an hour at a boiler room. It's a very dangerous job. Guys are like, 
you go into this room he was describing and you shovel out like hot coals or something like that, something hot, and you can't stay in there for more than 30 minutes or you can die from heat exhaustion. Like people have died many times from this. And he said the scary thing about it was in order to get shovel whatever hot stuff he was getting, I'm pretty sure it was coal, I could be wrong, so I'm not going to say coal and state it directly, but he shoveled it and he would have to throw it in the entrance where he gets in and out. There was no other exit or entrance. So he had to rely on people to shovel it out. So when it came up to 25 minutes, he could leave and get out of the room. So it was a very dangerous job. And it was very interesting that it started with 30 guys at the beginning of the week with this boiler room job. And by the third day, five people were left. And at the end of the day, only Musk and two others remained. The rest quit. They didn't die. I wasn't saying they were dying. They quit the job because I guess they didn't want it or something. So that was very interesting. That's when his like grind really started to pick up. Like he was determined. He wanted to make this work. He had a master plan, which I'll kind of get into later. So after that, then he went to Queens University in Kingston in Canada in 1989. Outside his studies, he started to cold call people he would like to meet with with his brother. And his brother also came along with him on the trip. I didn't state before, but just so it makes sense, his brother was with him at this point. So they were cold calling people that they really wanted to meet. And that was very interesting to me that they like at such rather a young age, they were already trying to talk to big people that were professional and huge in whatever industry. And in fact, they annoyed a guy so much by the name of Peter Nicholson. He was the Toronto Blue Jays business writer. He was one of the top executives at the time. And he finally convinced him, Elon did. And it took six months for him to meet him. He's like, I'll put you on my calendar six months from now. And Elon and his brother traveled three hours on a train to meet him and have a conversation with him. And I remember in the book, it talked about Elon was pretty awkward and didn't really have socials down to a queue as much as his brother. So he's kind of awkward. And some people think he's still kind of awkward, so to say, to this day when he interviews, but he's definitely gotten more comfortable over time. So it was a good learning point for Elon because he knew he wasn't doing that well with communication, was a bit nervous and everything like that, but he ends up doing better. And it's a very, he considers it a, a learning stage. Now going kind of back into college after that happened, Elon stood way outside the bell curve of the high achievers, as in he was a genius. He was on the other side. A bell curve is basically where majority of the people are. And then even with the high achievers at the very right side of the graph, he was way beyond them. Like he was a genius in college. This is when it started to pick up because in high school, he wasn't that good with grades, so, but now he's excelling like crazy. And he ended up transferring from Kingston and Queens to Penn, where he grew way more with his physics friends. He surrounded himself with high achievers. And I, we can take that as an example in life. You are who you surround yourself with. I remember listening to this wise man, and he said, show me your friends and I will show you your future. And that really stood by me. And it's really cool to see it recited in this book, but it didn't specifically say that. He surrounded himself with these very smart guys that were in physics and ended up going in business with one of them, which I'll actually get into right now. His friend Rezzy, which he met at this college, him and Elon made a nightclub business. 
Rezzy marketed and decorated the house, made it look good, and Elon ran the business at night, the nightclub, collecting the money and everything like that, because Elon wasn't interested in drugs or drinking, and Rezzy, his friend, actually recited that he actually, like, never did anything, but, like, he never drank, he never did anything besides study and ran business. That's literally his life, what he did. So that was kind of cool to realize that he had a side hustle going on, and he said in one night he could make his rent and have it paid for. He was paying for college as he was going through it, and he was making bank with this nightclub. It's insane that, like, he was already having side hustles and all this other stuff, which, you know, we could recite, right? We could have some side hustles, and it's not necessarily, I'm not saying that you're going to become Elon or anything, but, like, that's a very smart idea to make some side hustles because you can work hourly, make uh, seven twenty-five an hour as a minimum, at least in the state of Indiana, or you can start your own business and make a lot more money and learn a lot more. So definitely very interesting. I've looked into side hustles and stuff like that too. And from this book, definitely reciting that knowledge that was I thought about once definitely brought it back up and be like, maybe I want to start that side hustle and take it to action. But anyways, we'll move right back into the, in college again. Uh, so in college, he wrote a business plan titled the importance of being solar. He got a 98% on it and his professor was very, very impressed with his writing and his thinking. Elon was very skilled at, effectively and efficiently writing and really communicating on paper it was insane his professors were saying that like he just was very different so another cool thing that was fascinating to me that I didn't know and Elon Musk plays video games and he he used to back then like crazy and I remember a specific page said that he his friends literally had to get him off video games once because he played video games for five days straight and binge played video games. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that. But he actually still plays games to this day, which is very interesting. But he was so interested in it, he thought that he was actually going to make video games, that that was going to be his future. But then he thought about it and he said it wouldn't have a big effect on society. Although he loved video games, he wanted to have a bigger purpose, which is crazy. Love that. One of the most key takeaways I got from this book uh, so far, at least at the end of this chapter, was he had a master plan all this time. He's like, people thought that I kind of just went with the flow and thought of things as they came. He was like, no, I sat down in college and really thought about what I was going to do with my life, how I was going to achieve it, why I was going to achieve it, all this stuff. And that really leaves him as a big outlier, why he was so successful in the very beginning. And we'll kind of get into his career a little bit. This podcast is already about 20 minutes, so I don't want to get too much into it. But this is stuff we don't know, and it's super interesting that all this time, he had a master plan. He spoke it into an existence. He knew what he was going to do. And I think what I'm about to share next is very interesting. But first, I want to finish up this part with his master plan. He wasn't in it for the money. That's something he stated from the beginning. He didn't make that a motivator. And I remember in my business classes in entrepreneurship, they said, if you, if your reason, your why to going into business is to make money, you're most likely going to fail. Even if you don't fail in the beginning, eventually that time's going to come. You have to have a purpose. And that's very interesting that Elon wasn't 
in it for the money at all. And he like states that like clear as day and many other people recite that recite that throughout the book that he was never in it for the money. He never fantasized about having billions of dollars. He was always realistic and knew what he wanted to do and passionate with what he did. It just naturally came to him money. He liked technology, which was part of his master plan and why he didn't do video games. So he looked at technology and he said, what can I do? That's important to humans to prolong society and better society. So out of college, he started his first company. Very interesting. I had no idea. He started his first company and it was called Zip2. I had no idea that even existed. It's not talked about much. It was an advertising business online when the dot-com blew up. So a lot of websites were coming about and Elon saw an opportunity through this huge boom. So he made an advertising business for online. He actually started with a small studio apartment, 20 feet by 30 feet. Him and his brother lived and worked in the office and literally showered at the YMCA. Like dedication. That is grind right there. Then eventually got a new apartment and got a little bit more space, but not exponentially more space and got an intern. And it's funny in the book, it was saying, Elon said that this intern had no idea what he's getting into. It was a beginning business and he thought he was like joining this huge software business and it just wasn't the case. It was a startup company, but then they actually ended up doing really well. So it kind of paid off for the intern. Even though the dot-com was blowing up the websites, they still did door-to-door sales and they were trying to get people to buy their service so they could advertise for them online. And people thought that it was a very dumb idea that that shouldn't be a thing there's yellow paper there's so many different things people can look no need to advertise online but elon with his persistence kept on doing it in which think about that now it's insane that back then like people weren't even seeing it as revolutionary technology they were seeing it as they were scared of the internet they weren't really interested in the internet But it was a big thing coming about, and Elon knew that, and with persistence, made him achieve being successful in this business. He worked a day and night, and everyone, his brother, his employees, all said that he would literally sleep in the office on a beanbag, and he would ask them to wake him up at 7.30. He would literally fall asleep by his desk and then wake up and work more all day. It was insane, and he said he ate so much fast food because it was very convenient owning a business that he could recite an entire menu off a a fast food place. I forget the exact place. This man grinded and he would do anything it took. And another interesting quote by Elon was, my mentality was that of a samurai. I would rather commit seppuku than fail. And seppuku is... Basically, when a samurai would take a sword and stab himself in the stomach, it was just his mentality. I don't think he was being super serious that he obviously would have done that, but very interesting mentality. Elon ended up within Zip2 hiring a wise guy named Greg who ended up becoming a mentor figure to Elon. And even he said, really smart people don't understand that not everyone can keep up with them or go as fast. So Greg really helped Elon in that aspect. And Elon was work, 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 and didn't understand other people, whereas Greg would fill in that gap and help a lot with mentoring him and making him understand 
business and other people and being a team leader because Elon was never a part of like a leadership position until this company. So Greg was a huge mentor. He was an older guy that helped with the company and Elon paid to be there with him. So it helped him a lot. In 1999, Compaq offered $37 million for Zip2. That is insane. $37 million for Zip2, something that Elon worked very hard in. And he got venture capitalists in this company, so he wasn't the primary shareholder. He didn't get all the $307 million. So he ended up, when he sold it for that $307 million, he got $22 million from his share. And after a couple years, Elon reflected and realized that he could have been better to his employees in dealing with situations. And like I said before, Elon wasn't a team leader. He never, I mean, he never held a team leader position until his first company. So it was a learning experience, and he knew that, which led him onto his next venture, which was PayPal. Some people don't even know that. A, a decent amount of people do, but he was... The CEO, he was the founder of PayPal. What if you sell anything on eBay right now, it goes through PayPal. Like that's insane. E- eBay uses that. And I'll get into eBay a little bit later with PayPal. And Elon said that I could go buy one of the islands in the Bahamas and turn it into my personal island, but I am much more interested in trying to build and create a new company. And just going to get off topic just a little bit to make sure you guys understand. At this point, Elon was in the United States when he transferred to Penn uh, University in college from his previous college in Canada, he became a U.S. citizen. So if there's a little confusion like, oh, where's he at right now? He's in the U.S. and he's in Silicon Valley, which is in California, where when he sold his company, Zip2, he surrounded himself with other smart millionaires and was like trying to hang out with them, go racing with them because he invested $4 million into personal use, which so he got $18 million from Zap2 deal and he kept $4 million of it, which was technically $6 million, but then it was taxed, so it was $4 million. And he bought a car, and he ended up hanging out with a bunch of millionaires and racing them and stuff, and so getting those relationships. And again, surrounded himself with other like-minded people that were smart millionaires. And he invested $12 million into his X.com company, which eventually got named PayPal. So PayPal was actually once called XCOM. That's, it was literally the letter X and then .com. So he made $18 million off this deal of selling Zip to and invested majority of it into PayPal, which was at the time X.com, $12 million and kept $4 million to personal use. And many people were like, that's a huge risk because that is a lot of his money that he's putting into a new venture, which is very risky. But he took the risk and it obviously paid off. And through this all... PayPal, people were saying in the very beginning when he was starting it up that it wouldn't work. Like some of the most successful people were like, it's just not going to work. People are hardly buying textbooks online, let alone going to put bank information into an account so they can use PayPal. That just didn't make sense to them. Like people didn't really trust the internet like that. They were scared to put their information on the internet. And then, you know, what if someone hacks it, blah, blah, blah. It could go very south. So they were very scared of that idea. So 
with that being said, through his ups and downs of the company, and he had a lot of ups and downs, he actually got kicked off the board so he didn't become CEO. When he went public with PayPal, he ended up getting kicked off the executive board and getting removed from CEO. The company employees that were loyal to Elon weren't having it in the person that got put into CEO eventually left the board because he was getting so much hate from the public and other people because they wanted Elon to become the CEO. So it wasn't but a couple months later that Elon was invited back to be CEO. So after all that hard work, people said it wasn't going to work. It worked. And he did a bunch of marketing things like $20 if you make an account that gets put in your account, $10 if you refer a friend. There's many smart marketing moves he made that just made it a huge success and revolutionized many of marketing principles today. And eBay came with an offer. He actually rejected the first offer because a lot of the wise older guys were like, it's, it's growing quick. There's going to be a lot of money here. So he waited for the perfect timing and eBay offered him a whopping $1.5 billion, billion dollars and he took it and sold it. So that's why eBay now has PayPal, which is very interesting because I just sold something on eBay a couple hours ago and I look and then it's like, all your money's been sent to PayPal and I'm like, that's just crazy. Elon made that. Elon and then eBay bought it. But if Elon would have waited a little bit longer, now PayPal has grown over $30 billion, just PayPal alone, not including eBay, just PayPal as the company itself is now worth over $30 billion. But obviously that funded his next thing. So again, he had venture capitalists that helped him, but Elon had a huge stake in PayPal and he ended up making $180 million from that. A lot of money, obviously. You can retire for the rest of your life and be good, but no. Obviously, as we know, Elon wasn't done. His next investment, majority of us know, was three companies, SpaceX, Tesla, and SolarCity. People might be not as familiar with SolarCity than Tesla and SpaceX, but SolarCity is, you can look on the website, it's very interesting, it's just solar panels and solar energy and a bunch of stuff like that. So he had an option either to take some time or just chill, and he ended up investing in a new business. Isn't this interesting? Like, from the beginning, it just was, he made something big, sold it, made something bigger, sold it, made something even bigger than that. It was just a huge train. He had a vision and he said, this was all part of the plan. Like, I knew this was going to happen. Like, that's just insane. That blows my mind. But with that $180 million, guess what he did with it? He invested every penny into his companies. He he didn't take any of that for personal use, which is, which is insane. And I remember seeing an interview online with him. He said, I had a very tough decision to make what I was going to do with all my money. He invested $100 million into SpaceX. 70 million into Tesla and 10 million into Solar City. And the rest is history. We know now that like SpaceX, like you guys saw a new rocket ship is going up. It like it, he's revolutionized exploring space in the universe. Like usually you send a rocket into Earth's orbit and you don't get it back. It's just scrap at that point. Only a small piece comes back to get the astronauts back to Earth. 
but he was bringing a whole rocket back. It's just insane to me. It blows my mind what this guy is doing. So with those investments, it adds up as $180 million, $100 mil into SpaceX, $70 mil into Tesla, and $10 mil into SolarCity. I'm just reciting that again because I think it's very interesting. And now he has even more companies. The Boring Company, which is working on tunneling under roads and stuff for faster and unclogged traffic. And that company also focuses on infrastructure, real estate, freight shipping. Another company that he's invested in and CEO of is OpenAI. So it's basically AI machine learning. Most of us probably know what AI is, so I'm not going to go into detail about that. And then he has another company, which is pretty insane, and a lot of people consider it controversial, and it's Neuralink, which is putting a chip in your brain, and it's not like making you smarter or anything like that. Actually, it kind of is in a way, but it would be for specific people. It would be helping with people with long-term health issues, and it's actually going to help people that whatever it may be, PTSD with military, spinal problems, physical health, like mental health, things that will help. And it's insane. It, like it's unheard of drilling a quarter inch into your brain and then putting a chip in there and setting it all up. Like everyone's thinking this man's insane, right? Like people are actually thinking he's insane with like trying to go to Mars, doing this Neuralink thing with putting a chip in your brain. And it's funny I remember in the, the fourth grade telling my teachers that I was going to do that. And that it's just very interesting that actually Elon did that. And I'm not going to be the person, well, I could have done that and made millions by now. No, I just didn't do it. I didn't take action to it. So I, I didn't reap the benefits. So that is what it is. I'm not trying to say, oh, yeah, I, I definitely knew about, that, knew about that before it was even invented. Like Gary Vee talks about it all the time. Like you didn't invent it, so get over it. So I'm definitely over that. Anyways, with uh, Neuralink, it's very interesting. It could enhance military and give them like special abilities to see things differently, make calculations in their head, like insane things, robotics. It could help a lot of things. Very interesting. So that's wrapping up the end of the episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this one. I thought it was rather interesting, this book, and I'm still going through it. I'm not completely all the way done. There's a lot of stuff. I couldn't go full in detail. This is one of the longest, I think it is the longest podcast I have so far. There's a lot of details that I didn't talk about that were very interesting. Like I didn't know he had five kids and has been divorced and stuff. There's a lot of more of those itsy bitsy details in the book. And I'll refer you guys. Elon Musk is what it's called by Ashley Vance. Ashley spelled A-S-H-L-E-E and then Vance, last name, V-A-N-C-E. Definitely check it out. It's a really good book. It's 400 pages, pretty lengthy but I can't get enough of it. I've read a hundred pages in a week. Like it's insane. I'm addicted to the book. It's very interesting. I hope you guys like this podcast. Please leave some feedback reviews as it helps a lot. And as we always say, cue the outro. This was the relentless college entrepreneur podcast. Seek knowledge. I'll see you on the next episode.